1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. Our expert from Remax Prime Properties is Asif Khan. Good morning, Asif. Over to you with today's first guest. Thank you, Tina. Joining us first is Christopher Alexander, president of Remax Canada. Christopher, welcome back to On the Market. Great to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Christopher, earlier this week, there was some really good news for the housing market from the Bank of Canada, and they held the overnight lending rate at 5%. And not only that, earlier, Remax Canada released their 2024 housing outlook, which shows that prices are expected to climb slightly at 0.5% for 2024. Tell us a little bit about the report. Well, generally speaking, I'm, it's an encouraging report. More so, I mean, the price appreciation is nominal at best, but, you know, Canadians' desire and belief in home ownership hasn't changed over two years. And to me, that's the most encouraging. It's like 75% of Canadians uh, believe in home ownership as a solid long-term investment. And that that is really encouraging because, let's face it, it's been 18 to 24 months of negative headlines and the press guy is falling. It's a bloodbath out there. And <laughs> they still have managed to call the noise and they see the benefits of uh, owning hard assets. And even with that 18 to 24 months of declines and negativity, there was a lot of us that remained adamant that there's going to be pent-up demand hitting the market as soon as we start to come out of it. Is this what we're going to see as we head into 2024? Yeah, I, I really believe it, especially if we get some, if we continue to have stability from the Bank of Canada, I, I think we're going to have a big return to the market. Um, as soon as we get a little bit more confident, I mean, what's very interesting and, and seems to be parallel in most markets in Canada is that Yes, there's a lot of inventory coming on, but homes that are good quality, showing really well, are still selling, generally speaking, in less than 30 days. But a lot of buyers are just hanging out, waiting to see how this all plays out. And so the more we get some stability, um, or, and even you know, there's growing consensus among economists that a rate cut may come, I think that'll give buyers a bit more um, confidence to get, get back in. But... You know, we saw the, what the results of pent-up demand can be at the extreme level uh, in June of 2020 when, you know, after two months of market pause, what that can do. And even earlier this year, we had one of the biggest uh, price run-ups in Canadian history in a two-month period. And so um, that's something I'm really watching particularly closely because... I'm not seeing quite enough inventory come out to uh, meet that potential pent-up demand as it, as it materializes. And Christopher, when we look at the price change from 2023 uh, or from 2022 to 2023, 
almost every market in Canada showed a decline. Now, a little bit of that had to do with the mix with lesser priced properties selling more and higher priced properties sitting on the fence. So how would this rate decrease promises or or expectation play out as soon as we head into, say, Q1 of 2024? Do you anticipate a full-blown seller's market? Is this a little window of opportunity that buyers may want to take advantage of? Well, I think the interest rate discussion has really had a lot of people burned. And I, I just pre- preach caution around that. And I've always really believed like you got to make the buying or selling decision when it's right for you. Uh, and don't try to time things because I don't know anybody that has successfully timed the market. Um, you know, it's more about being in, spending time in the market. And we saw too, like in September, just after Labor Day, we had a flood of new listings and everything that I heard from a lot of the agents that represented them was, yeah, they were holding on because they expected rates to have come down by now or by then. And so I just think it's been way too unpredictable. Uh, the, the Canada and particularly the BOC is really wrestling with a lot of external factors and I just preach caution on trying to play the, the interest rate game. And and looking more specifically at the different areas around the country, there was a couple of surprises to me, which was, uh, you know, one was North Bay up 24.6% year over year, and the Maritimes still maintaining their strength throughout everything that's happened. Were there any surprises that jumped out at you when you looked at this report? Yes, Kitchener-Waterloo, they're expecting about an 8% decline, and I think on paper... It's easy to to maybe go there considering there's been a lot of job losses in the tech sector. I mean, even Spotify laid off a tremendous amount of its workforce recently. The same Facebook. Uh, some of these these companies are headquartered in that region, or at least their Canadian operations. Um, but it's still a much more affordable option than the GTA, and that's really been driving that market. And so that was surprising to me, but you know, I gotta, (laughs) I gotta say with the caveat on it, on the whole report is it's been so hard to predict. This has probably been the toughest year and subsequent year to predict in my career, because we're really at the mercy of the bank of Canada and they still don't really know how things are going to shake out. And so all of that uncertainty uh, can really have take a toll on buyer and consumer confidence. But at the same time, I think what people forget, and even us in the industry, is housing isn't a commodity. It's a natural, it's a, it's a essential need. And so I think for a couple of years during the pandemic, everybody treated as one and, you know, you're expecting double-digit returns on real estate year after year. It's just not reality. And so at some point, life will happen. People are going to have to move, whether they get married, have kids, get divorced, somebody dies. All of that will start to play a role in the market. And once people see that things are moving again, I think it'll give them the confidence they need to, to get back in. 
and certainly a lot of areas predicting, you know, I guess conservative increases in, in terms of prices and also sales activity because just looking at the Toronto Real Estate Board, this will be one of the slowest years on record with under 65,000 sales when we're done 2023. Is there a message that you have for buyers and sellers on what to expect in Q1 of 2024? I would say, you know, historically, in the GTA specifically, Q1, the first quarter of the year can end up being such a frenetic marketplace because lots of people don't want to put their homes on the market. Like showing your, getting your home ready for showing in sub-zero temperatures and snow is not fun. Um, and, and it's never met the current demand. And so historically, we've had tremendous price increases in those first couple of months of the year. And then when spring starts, market catches up, more listings come out. This year, I don't think we're going to see massive increases, but it does have the potential, especially now that the Bank of Canada had a rate hold, to you know get a lot more activity than we originally anticipated. So... Yeah, again, uh, you know, over the last 10 years, those first couple months of the year, we usually led to big increases in price because there's just not enough product and lots of buyers. Christopher, if our listeners want to read more about this report, the 2024 Housing Outlook, where can they find it? On blog.remax.ca. Christopher, thanks so much for joining us and for your time this morning. Thanks, awesome. Always great talking to you. Thank you, gentlemen. After the break, the next move from the Bank of Canada and what it means to buyers and sellers. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's radio real estate show. Over to my co-host and our real estate expert, Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties with today's next guest. Asif. And Tina, we're going to Remax Prime Properties for our guest as well with David Markle. How you doing? David, welcome. <laughs> Great. Thanks for joining On the Market. Thanks for having me. David, big news earlier this week with the Bank of Canada, not surprisingly, holding the rate at 5%. Tell us what you feel about that and is that a bit of a window for buyers to take advantage of i think it's a moment to kind of keep an eye on i don't think it's going to move the dial that much but i do think it's going to give get people ready to actually go out and get their pre-approvals done go out and actually start seeing houses uh, for whenever that rate drop is going to come because i think that is going to be where the flurry of activity we're going to get is as soon as the rate starts to drop you're going to see those floodgates open and those people those buyers are going to be back in droves and we're going to see the market i think kind of on the way like it was before so you're thinking a drop before a hike yeah, so I, I yeah, I think if the if the right the, the rates do come down even a quarter point or a half, you know, whatever that's going to be, it's going to be the beginning of I think a, f- a future hike, a future rise or not a hike, but a, a drop. Um, and so I think we'll see two or three of those again. I don't think they'll do it in one one kick at the can. Um, I don't know, what do you think? I I think so too. I, I think we'll probably 
near the end of Q1, we'll probably see a drop of a quarter point or half a point. And I think that's going to kickstart the spring market or end of winter market. And I really do feel that this is the calm before the storm. So for those people that have been sitting on the fence for a long time, this is probably that window that they've been waiting for. We're not going to see those 20, 30, 40% price decreases that have been anticipated. I, I think we're on the rebound now and it's time for them to get into the market. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who have been waiting. They've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And, and you see that even in the activity where we're seeing, you know, more houses go on the market right now. You know, they're, they're not selling as fast as they were. And also the price points, if you start to look at the price points, overall they had dropped. But if you start to look at detaches and semis, they're actually up in the 416. And, you know, the only ones that have really dropped are townhouses and condos. You know, uh, the average condo price actually went down a little bit, I think 1.7%. Okay, so the Bank of Canada remained steady in terms of the rate hike at, at 5%. Is your suggestion then to your clients that they jump in now as soon as possible? Absolutely. I think right now it's a really good, it's a really good window because it's hard to predict what the whole next year is going to be. You know, we'd love to say we know we have that magical crystal ball, but we really don't have a crystal ball. We just kind of go with the information that we have and try to make the best educated decision we can at the time. And right now, you know, the, the some of the buyers I have who are, have been waiting, maybe they're waiting to save a little more for their down payment to maybe avoid CMHC for the insurance. Um, you know, those ones I've talked to and said, listen, you know, in the next couple of months, I think rather than saving that, I think you should get in the market now because you're going to have less competition. You'll actually be able to put in a condition on financing or a home inspection, which is only to your benefit. And you'll have a little more buying power. And speaking of buying power, I mean, if we're talking about affordability, this is probably a time where people should start thinking variable mortgages again, because for yeah. the last 18 months or you know almost two years, we've been telling them lock in, lock in, lock in because rates were going to climb. But at this point with rate decreases on the horizon, this is probably a great time for them to get in to the home that they love, knowing that their payments are going to drop as the variable rate drops. Agreed. Yeah. They, I think getting a variable right now, I think that's a, a good idea because if it goes down, you can lock in at some point. You don't have to, you know, but if it's a fixed rate, you're stuck with that rate for the term, whether that's one year, two, three, four, or five. But as a variable, it's going to go down and breaking that mortgage is only three months penalty. Mm -hmm. So... And what about housing costs, Asif? What do you think this is going to mean to that? I think right now, again, it's, it's a good little window of opportunity for buyers to get in. However, as soon as the rate drops, it's going to get all of that pent-up demand back into the market, and that's going to put upwards pressure on price. And it's not only in the condo segment or, or the uh, semi-detached or townhouses, I think this is also going to spur some activity in the detached market, which has been pretty dormant over the last year or so. And that's what caused a lot of the declines in average price. But, you know, we just spoke with Christopher Alexander, who was saying that there's uh, a nominal increase projected for 2024. I think that nominal increase may turn into a larger increase right across the board. And since there are no changes to the Bank of Canada rate, what does that mean to variable rate mortgage holders? I'd say right now, um, I'd say right now, um, the, you know, the variable rates, are, you know, the, they are fluctuating a little bit. You know, it depends on which lender you're going with, but they're all, you know, they're all within line with each other. Um, 
you know, but I, I think as what we're going to end up starting to do is, is waiting for that drop. And whether that's going to be in the beginning of spring market or maybe towards the end of spring market, if they're going to hold off for that six months, I think that's wherever that's going to happen is going to dictate the rest of the year. Right. That's going to be where the floodgates open. So they should be cautious and perhaps expect to get into a fixed rate later on in the year next year? Possibly. I think it depends on their situation too, right? You know, if you're in a market where, you know, fixed rates are good for some people because they really want to know what they're paying every month, right? That's that's a big deal. Versus a variable rate does fluctuate a little bit. That's why we call it a variable rate. And, and we finally saw fixed rates because of the way the bond market is reacting. We finally saw fixed rates under 5%. And, you know, we haven't seen that in a long time. No, so that's good news, even for people that are choosing the fixed rate uh, in order to be able to know what your payment's going to be over the next two years, three years, you know, five years. Uh, but again, I think at this point, it's probably going to be wise to talk to your mortgage broker and discuss all the different options of variable rates. Now, there's adjustable rates, and then there's the the other uh, um, interest rates that are variable where your payment could fluctuate. So you want to talk about all your options uh, with variable rates with your lender and be able to choose the right product. Absolutely, because there are a lot of different products of how you're going to pay it. Is there, a, you know, are you able on its anniversary of once a year to pay a lump sum towards your principal, which is really important for some of those people that do that. Um, you know, it's just always good to get more information. And what can you tell us about those variety of lenders out there? Because I know we've talked on this show about A and B lenders. What exactly does that mean? And are those secure options for our listeners? I think, you know, there's there's so many different options because there's trust companies, there's A lenders, mm. there's B lenders, and there's also private lenders yeah. which had come into play over the, the course of the last two years because a lot of people weren't qualifying at that uh, 2% above the rate mark for the stress test. So private lenders may take a bit of a hit now with the market returning uh, to some sort of stability, but you know, don't be afraid to look outside of the A-lender space in order to get the right product. There's there's a lot more out there. And some of the B-lenders or some of the alternative lenders even offer 30-year amortization. So that could also affect your payment and your affordability for that property. And this is a great time to explore all, explore all those avenues. Yeah, it's very similar to when you go and lease a car or finance a car. You know, you're, you want to get your payment down to a certain number, and so you're going to stretch those payments out longer. And in some cases, that actually is a benefit, right? Right, absolutely. So the Bank of Canada's next rate decision is set for January 24th. Now, I know you already said we don't have a crystal ball, but take out your crystal ball. <laughs> and what do you think is going to happen in January? I, I think they're going to hold again. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's too early for them to start dropping. I, I don't. I really don't think we'll see drops until March or April, but I can see them holding again. I, I think it's very, very remote that they would increase. Inflation seems to be coming down. Inflation's a lagging indicator. So if it's down to 3.1%, I think it'll hover around that. And you got to remember that housing makes up for at least 1% to 1.5% of that inflation rate. Yeah. So as the rates start to come down for mortgages, you're going to start to see inflation get down to the 2 2.5% mark, which is their target. 
Yeah, agreed. So I, I you know, I, I think right now you're going to find, uh, I don't think January you're going to see, I think it's going to hold as well. And I think maybe even the next one as well. Hmm. I think it's going to be a little bit longer personally, just because I know the Bank of Canada likes to move at glacier paces for any kind of change because they're looking longer term. They're looking 12 to 18 months out, not two to three months out. Okay, we'll have you back in the new year and uh, we'll see that prediction if it holds. David, thanks for joining us. I mean, you've been in, in this market for a long, long time, and, <laughs> and it's been you've seen these ups and downs. You've yeah. seen the return to a, a normal market. If our listeners want to connect with you and ask any questions about what to expect in the new year, how do they reach you? I'm, I'm pretty easy to find if you go to davidmarkle.ca or you can give me a call myself. Awesome. David, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. When we come back, your real estate questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market. Your questions for Asif Khan are next. And we begin with Sam and Thornhill he wants to know how the open bidding process works. Asif, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of questions about this. We are, Sam. Great question. And you know what? This is there, There's a lot surrounding the transparency. And, and the good news is Tressa really does enhance transparency around the real estate transaction. So open bidding is now part of that. The seller gets to choose what they want to disclose. So the seller may choose to disclose sale price or offer price. They may choose to disclose closing date, conditions, uh, anything that the seller thinks that everyone should know about, that's what will be disclosed to all the parties in the multiple offer process. And that way, you're going in knowing uh, if it's price that's disclosed, you, you know that you're going in knowing what all of the other offers are offering. Now, this method has been used, and, and to use Australia as an example, it hasn't really decreased the price or, or the offering from people because it gets very competitive. And if you know that you're losing over $500 or $1,000 or $5,000 and you really want that house, now you know. Whereas in the blind burning process, you didn't know what the other offer was. So you you may have lost out for $500 or $1,000 and you'd be kicking yourself afterwards for not knowing that. But now you know that. So you may not mind paying an extra $2,000 or $3,000. But the person that you're bidding against may also want to outbid you. So this could go on for a while and it could certainly, it does have the potential to increase the sale price even more. Do you think that sellers and their agents will choose to go this route? I think they will, but some we're hearing from some agents that they may put a clause into their offer that if the price is disclosed, they will opt out of the offer process and pull their clients out of that because they don't want to give that unfair advantage to some other buyers to know what that house is being offered and to be able to beat that. So they're, uh, I think as much as it protects the buyers that you're not going to outbid someone by $20,000, it does uh, help the sellers get more value because of everyone knowing what that bid is. And if there's two people that really want that house, it could get a little crazy. Hmm. The next question comes from Paula in Markham. She is suffering from buyer's remorse, thinking that she overpaid for her home back in the spring of this year. What advice do you have for her to get beyond the regret? 
when you buy a house, it's always time in the market. So, you know, people don't buy and sell their homes every year, every six months. It's not like the stock market where you're watching it continually fluctuate. You're in there. If you love this home and this is home, you're going to be there for five years, 10 years, 15 or 20 years. And whatever price you paid at that time, you're going to make money on it. The There's not a lot of inventory here. There's no fix in sight for that inventory issue that we're facing over the last 10 years or so. And your house is going to appreciate. So if you purchase this home, knowing that this was going to be a home that you're going to live in for 10 years or 15 years, or however long you may want to, stick it out and you'll see that the price that you paid and the price that it's going to appreciate to when you're thinking of selling, it's going to be night and day. Do you hear these stories of buyer's regret often? All the time, especially the day after, because <laughs> you go back to work and people say, oh, I would never have paid that much for it. And, you know, you start having buyer's remorse and you think you overpaid because you won in a bidding war and you think, oh, maybe someone else didn't offer that much. You know, the transparency issues, if it is an open offer bidding process, will ease that a little bit because you know you won by $1,000 or $2,000 rather than always thinking, you know, did I overpay by $50,000? So that will ease it a little bit. But at the end of the day, you purchase a house to live in as much as it is an investment. And that investment over time will make you money. As a reminder, if you have questions for On The Market, hit send anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But also, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? They can always reach me at 416-985-5426. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.